0: All right, everyone, I want you to stand up right now. Take out your phones. Take a selfie with your neighbor. It's time to get social. 12 weeks ago, Marty and Hagen flew off in 11th in Colombia. Cameron and Darius couldn't find who to ask to find out that they were 10th. Brittany and Jessica couldn't help but being eliminated in 9th. During the drool have face their way to an 8th place finish in Chamonix. Scott and Blair bagged 7th place in Tbilisi. Zach and Rachel were cut adrift in 6th. Kurt and Brody were a couple of bros leaving in Bali. And Bernie and Ashley commuted their sentence to a 4th place finish in Shenzhen. Welcome to the final Amazing Race 28 recap episode of the URT Are Team Women podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstone, and joining me, as always, is the lady who has been upgraded to premium class for this episode, Michelle Pierce-Deneman. woo And after 10 countries and 27,000 miles, we have our winners. And what winners they are, the dancers Dana and Matt. Are you pleased?
1: <laughs> I didn't mind anyone winning, actually. I was quite happy with all three finalists um i would have loved sherry and cole to win because it just would have been such an upset but
0: um
1: I'm, I'm not i'm not
0: unhappy see out of that final two i was gonna win either way because had sherry and cole won i would have been really happy and they would have had the worst winning average of all time after 64 seasons i think it is that have finished to the amazing race now yeah that would have just been gold but Dana and Matt winning is wonderful for me because in week nine, I did actually predict that Dana and Matt would be our winners. Ding! I also predicted in week six that the hashtags would be our final memory challenge. Ding! And Logan isn't even bothering to turn up for me to gloat to him, so we'll have to deal with that soon. <laughs> you may have noticed the lack of Canadianness. This is the first Amazing Race podcast that Logan has missed since Amazing Race 25, episode three. <gasps>
1: But there is a good reason.
0: But there is a good reason because he decided to go and visit his real friends in LA and actually crash the finale party.
1: Wouldn't that be fantastic?
0: Yes, it would. And I am so jealous because I've been watching Justin's Snapchat all weekend to um, laugh at Logan, basically, and the awkwardness of the small talk that has been happening. So it is increasingly likely that our first off-season podcast will be a Logan in LA special sometime next week. (laughs) I will be having a little uh, discussion with him when he comes back on uh, on Thursday to see whether we can make that happen next weekend.
1: It sounds like he's a star or something. Logan in LA.
0: I know, but I suspect that he has a lot of ridiculous stories that may or may not be appropriate for the podcast, which is exactly what I yep. want. And also, the fact <laughs> of the matter is he hasn't had Wi-Fi all weekend, so he has no idea that Justin has Snapchatted his awkward small talk with Martin Hagen. Or the fact that <laughs> Justin has been sending me all the pictures that he's been taking of Logan in LA.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Why does he have a phone which can access the internet? <laughs>
0: there is a wonderful picture of Logan just grinning from ear to ear with Tiffany on one side and Krista on the other.
1: <laughs> oh, but, just would, like
0: the cat who got any the cream.
1: full-blooded male do that? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, strike for bloodmail. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure Ben would probably geek out had he uh, been in with Tiffany and Krista. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, previously, eleven teams of social media influencers and inverted commas began a race around the world from their own homes. In Colombia, teams got dirty and mistakes were made. Everything got less friendly in Switzerland, and then reached new heights in the Alps. Two new countries, Armenia and Georgia, ended in the closest foot race of the season. Teams then ended the season with visits to Dubai, Indonesia and China. Eight teams came in last, leaving a final three of Tyler and Corey, Dana and Matt and Sherry and Cole. And for some reason, Phil tells them exactly where they're flying to, and also that they're getting an upgrade. Which basically means these social media people are so pampered.
1: Premium class.
0: Yeah, for the first time in Amazing Race history, teams get an upgrade. Well, first time in Amazing Race US history, because it happened in Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand.
1: I know, (laughs) y'all.
0: You were just waiting to jump in and correct me, though, weren't
1: you? I was waiting. Um,
0: Saved at the last second.
1: Yeah, that was good. But um, where on earth did Tyler and Corey get those wigs from on the plane, and were they carrying them the whole time?
0: Apparently they were carrying them the whole time. Why? The official reason that they used on the races recap was that they wanted to have something to encourage each other when, if things went south, basically. So if one of them ah. was doing a roadblock and they weren't, they were like in last place and they needed a pep, pep up the other one would just put the wig on.
1: I Did they, but we never saw it. No, it
0: obviously. never really happened.
1: I thought, I, I bet they thought, well, we've got to do it now. It's our last chance.
0: So yeah, they were carrying a pair of wigs for some reason.
1: Well, they are very light, those wigs.
0: Yeah, but of the ridiculous things that you find in Teams bags. I would say wigs would be high up there. Yeah. Maybe definitely. up there with Blair's ridiculous amount of hair products.
1: See, yeah, I thought you were gonna mention that. I thought you know, the hair straightener came into my mind and I thought, No, that's not silly.
0: <laughs> or oh, my my absolute favorite amazing race pampering-related story, Shane, off of Megan, had to use all of his hair products in one go so his hair did not move for the last eight legs because it nearly got confiscated in one of the
1: airports.
0: (laughs) So he didn't wash his hair at all? Well, he washed his hair, it was just that rock solid that it didn't move for eight legs.
1: Oh, that's gross.
0: That's why when you see Shane doing any water task in the latter, latter end of the season, his hair does not move at all.
1: He would have had little mice living in it towards the end.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, teams must now fly to Los Angeles and find Angeles Plaza, where they can search for the clue box with their next clue in it. it.
1: Seemed to be tough to find for Tyler and Corey.
0: It did. For some reason, they overthought it and just ran around the building instead of, you know, going to the reasonably obvious clue box that was in the in their eye line. Hmm. And Tyler and Corey's driver on the way from LAX says, "I'm going to get you another million dollars." I saw that. Did you He's pick just up on that?
1: Assuming that they uh, have million dollars,
0: I think it's a fair assumption, Michelle.
1: Oh uh, well, well, for Tyler, I don't know about Corey. So he knew them very well.
0: And once they get there, it's the first roadblock of the leg, which is who wants to take a leap of faith. And in this roadblock, one team member must jump off a 170-foot skyscraper and grab their clue, which is hanging in midair. If they miss, they have to abseil down the building and try again. And the clue will also be moved nearer. And it is Tyler, Matt, and Sherry doing this roadblock.
1: I thought it didn't move nearer to Sherry when she jumped the second time, but I was like, "No, am I imagining things? How did you know it was going to be put closer?" They actually said it. Did they? God, I didn't even. I didn't even hear that.
0: They said it after. Um after Sherry failed the first time, I think it was.
1: That was so scary. Jeez. That actually, I don't know whether you watched um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, Australia, but they did that, um, and she actually jumped from a crane. She was supposed to jump from a crane to get the, uh, whatever they needed to get dinner. Stars. Yeah. That was just, it was harder for for I'm a Celebrity because she had to jump from something that wasn't flat and she just had to physically move her body off the crane. Um, yes. At least at least the racers could jump off her. What would you call that?
0: Plank. Um, but I actually have a little bit of insight about this challenge. Apparently um, there was a bit of discussion about whether the clues were moved depending on people's heights. Apparently they weren't, which is why Tyler and Corey stayed in third, basically. Mm-hmm. Because Tyler is, like, two foot And Sherry actually didn't get it on her second try. She got it on her third. Oh. Uh-huh. But they cut one out to make it obviously look a bit closer than it actually was.
1: Yeah, and the edit seemed like Tyler was jumping at the same time as Sherry, but obviously they could only use the one plank.
0: Well, no, actually. There was three different buildings. Really? Yep. Buildings
1: because... or just three different sections on the building?
0: No, three different buildings, because this was where the final three sighting came from. Fighting? Sighting.
1: Oh, sighting. Okay. This oh, is where the oh. final
0: three were spotted in yes. December because someone spotted Sherry and Cole and um, Tyler and Corey climbing a building each and they got the helicopters from the top of said buildings.
1: So um, obviously the buildings were close together. They oh, were yeah. just they, like in that were, plaza there. They
0: were the, the same complex, mm. but there were three different buildings that were all the same height.
1: Wow. Well, that's something.
0: So, now you know. And, of course, Tyler gushes over the guy helping to rig him up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, did you hear it? the guy say, what did he say? Come on, or something. He said something to him when he kept saying he was his husband. (laughs) Oh, that's good.
0: I love the fact that they were trying to make him the new Hagen Hansen Bush pilot, but... No one else is ever going to have a lower third like Kagan and Hanson Bush Pilot.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's the gold standard for NPCs who get ridiculously flirted with by racers.
1: Mm. Oh, I think if Tyler had more um, time up on that rock in Bali, he would have uh, gone the lifesaver a bit more.
0: <laughs> he stretched him out. <laughs> So, because Matt is like 6'3", Matt gets it on the first try, and Sherry misses, as does Tyler, and then we see Sherry get it on her second attempt, even though apparently it was third, and uh, Tyler also leaves after he's third.
1: I don't understand why they didn't make it more fair in terms of where it was placed.
0: Yeah, I saw a kind of complaint comparing it to Survivor on Reddit about 20 minutes ago, where someone said, well, why didn't they just adjust it to heights like they do on Survivor, but... I had to ask Corey and Sherry this, because I wasn't sure whether it was adjusted for height or not. But it looked to me like Sherry didn't even basically jump on her first attempt. She just kind of got a bit scared and fell.
1: Yeah, and she held on to the rope, so she had no choice. She wasn't going to do anything.
0: No, which is why I wasn't sure whether it was adjusted for height or not. Because Mm. there was no way to tell on that.
1: No, because she basically just fell off. Yeah. (laughs) Poor woman
0: i'm quite surprised that they didn't adjust it for height and just make it a little bit further than someone's arm span because they will have all those measurements that's the sort of thing that they ask
1: because mm. it's the sort of thing
0: they ask for big brother as well is all these weird measurements for all the costumes for the uh, competitions
1: mm, interesting i didn't know that
0: so once teams complete the first roadblock, they have to take a helicopter ride to their final destination city of santa barbara Once there, they need to head to the harbour and sail a dinghy to the Teresa Anne, uh, where the skipper will give them their next clue.
1: Didn't it say on the clue that it was a boat?
0: No, it didn't. It just said, find the Teresa Anne.
1: Right. So, the other two teams just assumed it was a boat, yet Sherry and Cole googled and found a museum.
0: Well, Matt and Dana googled it, saw it was a boat, but in front of the museum. Sherry and Cole googled it and thought, oh, it must be the museum. But... Yeah, Dana asked to borrow the drivers of Google. She actually said, Do you think we could borrow your Google? <laughs> this is a good episode for um, for out of context stupid quotes.
1: Oh, that would that should have been the name of the episode.
0: Yeah, do you can think we, we could borrow, borrow your Google? No, do you think we can borrow your Google? <laughs> <laughs> it's just how she said it that made me giggle.
1: No, you can't borrow my Google. It's personal. It's mine.
0: Will you accept my Google?
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: And once Dona and Matt try and sail their dinghy, they forget to untie it.
1: That was so good.
0: I love that even though Dona and Matt are our winners, they still give them a little bit of a dodo edit.
1: That was great. You know, he'd fire the engine up and then pan out, and there's the rope on the dock.
0: That was just a wonderful editing moment.
1: Uh, uh, The editors must sit there in their suite and just go, oh, look at this.
0: Oh, let's do this. Well, from previous experience, I can vouch that editors do watch stuff, or at least in Canada to do, and go, oh, this is glorious. Let's put pictures (laughs) up. And if, if anyone knows what I'm referring to there, you've been listening to this podcast for far too long. And did you also notice that production was visible in, um, in Dana and Matt's shot when they pulled up to the the boat?
1: Yes. Unusual.
0: It is. It's very, very rare that we actually see, um, see any production.
1: Mm, I wonder why they left them in.
0: I suppose they probably couldn't have uh, cut them out. Mm. So, Sherry and Cole completely missed the boat. Twice. Because they believe it is a museum rather than an actual boat.
1: And then, like, uh, t- um, Tyler and Corey sort of catch up a little bit. Even, I don't know, it looks like they did, but it might be the edit. And um, Corey cannot drive a dinghy.
0: See, I was, at this point, I was going to say that technically isn't a dinghy, but I Googled it and it actually is, sadly.
1: Yeah, it is a dinghy. Why? What do you call a dinghy?
0: I, well, in the UK, a dinghy is just the inflatable ones.
1: No, well, you could have inflatable or hard here in Australia. And they have to have a, a
0: sort of outboard on it. I would say that 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 they were driving was just a sailboat. Oh, no. We wouldn't call it a dinghy in the UK because a dinghy is just the, um, the inflatable ones.
1: You don't really go on boats much in the UK, though, do you? You don't really have much... I'm going on a
0: boat in four warm, weeks.
1: Warm weather. You're going on a cruise liner.
0: That is a boat. <laughs> That's
1: a ship. <laughs>
0: And also, at this point, I must point out that CTV, you have screwed me. Screwed me. Why? The whole starting two weeks early debacle. Oh, yes. Because I I am not home until June the 29th. Tark starts on June 28th. And <laughs> Ooh. I thought, oh, I'll go on holiday. I'll come back on June 29th. And they'll probably have announced the cast by then. We can do the cast preview on the week before they always start airing, and then they'll start airing about July 8th, as always. No, of course not. They have to do it two weeks early to completely screw up my plans.
1: They did it just for you, Michael.
0: So, basically, I have to hope and pray that they announce the cast before I go away, because otherwise I have no idea what we're going to do. Because I love doing talk previews. Talk previews are the mo- most fun ones we do, even more so than the US. So, I don't want to miss a talk preview. I love them. <laughs>
1: They always have lounges on cruise liners where you can use the internet. You would just have to look like you're a very strange person talking in a room full of others.
0: Yeah, it's the same size. <laughs> it's basically an identical one to the one I went on last year. The only free websites you can get on are their website without paying
1: oh, no, you'd have to pay an arm and a leg. Actually, just take your whole family in the room so no one else can be in there and they can just pretend to use the computers while you're doing it.
0: Yeah, there is no way that I can do a preview from a cruise ship because I would then have to edit it as well, remember? Right.
1: You know you don't have to edit things. Just talk normally for an hour and...
0: Uh, No, Michelle, you've been on our conversations. We need to edit (laughs) things. We say far too many inappropriate things.
1: (laughs) You'd have to just control yourself.
0: I can't control it's myself. Difficult, Sorry. It's
1: difficult. difficult,
0: <laughs> yeah. We didn't control ourselves when we used to do live podcasts, Michelle, and that was what got us in trouble. So.
1: <laughs> I like the live podcast. We were supposed to do this one as a as a camera one, actually. Were we? Yes. Well, I suggested. I said just we do the last one of the season on camera like,
0: like we used to in the olden days. I'm not sure you'd want to do it at quarter or at 7, 7 morning, no, I'd, I'd yeah, <laughs> at seven o'clock in the
1: morning i'd make myself presentable
0: you can imagine ben at seven o'clock in the morning though oh
1: no not pretty <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> so dana and matt are the first to leave the sailing task with sherry and cole in second and tyler and Corey in last and teams must now find gibraltar rock to find their next clue
1: let's go climbing
0: yeah and dana and matt let their taxi go and Sherry and Cole try and take Tyler and Corey's taxi, but probably for the best, she doesn't let them.
1: Um, that challenge didn't seem too hard.
0: What, the sailing one or the... Um, no,
1: the, the climbing and uh, pulley.
0: I think it would knacker you.
1: Oh, yeah, it would. But it it's not that scary or difficult. It's just using your energy.
0: I think it was purely done to sort of showcase the location and go... Look at us, we can do uh, really physical tasks.
1: I think the climbing back up would have been the hardest bit for the
0: mountain people. I wonder how they actually decided.
1: I think you put the muscles on the pulley one.
0: We'd think, but then the pulley one is basically horizontal. So you'd probably want more upper body strength on the actual climbing bit, I would think. Mind you, the, the pulley one also then has to pull their partner up. So, I don't
1: know. Well, if, I mean, everyone put their strongest on the pulley.
0: yeah. So, this is an active route info, which is synchronised mountaineering. In this active route info, one team member must perform a Tyrolean Traverse, which I know the phrase of from uh, Fault by Odd, to lower their partner down a rock face and get half the next clue each. Once they reunite, they can combine their clues to find out their next location. And Dana is a less cool version of Lara Croft.
1: <laughs> I liked her um, T-shirt. See you at the finish
0: line. Dana was in such a on such good form this episode. I know people bitch and moan about Dana getting the, that sort of an edit, but, you know, what can you do? Someone had to be the villain of the season. She kind of embraced it. She didn't take it personally, and, you know, she won a million dollars. Spoilers.
1: Exactly. But you know what? Aside from that one episode where it was hard for her and, and you know, the edit wasn't good for her at all, she's just been a normal person you know you're allowed to yell at your partner and complain and everything else but it was just that one episode that people really took offense to
0: yeah on the list of villains dana wouldn't even be on there at all dana didn't do anything villainous she didn't sabotage anyone she wasn't bitchy or moany to anyone really her and matt have a passionate is the word that they used and they're, they're just both fiery people and someone had to take up the quote-unquote villain mantle this season and i mean technically Haley was the villain in 26 but she was right all the time and her and blair are still like best friends (laughs) there's no way that she is a villain i mean i suppose justin was the villain of season 27 and dear god he's not a villain
1: did you do anything wrong i don't know dana's fine i mean a lot of Dana. Women fans. Dana, sorry. I call them Dana. Dana. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Such an Australian name. Well, Dana, you da- bloody bogan.
1: You know what? D-A-N-A is Dana. <laughs> it's not Dana. And so in Dana. Australia, I keep calling her Dana. Dana.
0: Dana. Um, Pavo.
1: <laughs> um A lot of the women fans really don't like how dana treated her partner and oh they're on their high horses seriously sometimes fans drive me crazy sometimes i should say most of the
0: time and dana drives them crazy (laughs) but yeah it, it did tend to be the more vocal female fans i know stereotyping is one of the show pet hates but it did tend to be more of the female fans who didn't like how Matt was treated in in inverted commas. But, I mean, Dana gave an interview to People Magazine last night saying, look, we had a little chat on the boat in Bali, sorted out any differences that we had, and just went forward as a team and kicked ass. And that's all you can ask. Hmm. Had they got U-turned, it would have been hilarious because they would have just been at each other's throats. But... (laughs) Oh, you're allowed to yell
1: and scream i could never go on with my husband because i would i would be dana,
0: dana possessed.
1: i'd be dana absolutely possessed so i can't but i wouldn't i don't think i'd yell at uh, you know a friend
0: i wouldn't i would
1: i don't know it's just not me <laughs> to yell at a friend
0: <laughs> I, I, would at be, partner. <laughs> I would be 100 percent a dick to anyone i was a partner with if they were pissing me off
1: oh jeez I wish you had a, an Amazing Race so you could even try out.
0: The thing is, I know full well if I was ever cast on The Amazing Race, I would be the villain of the season, there is no question, because I am I am that sort of sarcastic pain in the arse when I want to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're generally a nice person.
0: I am, but I would rub people the wrong way occasionally if they were annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> suffer fools gladly, put it that way. And the sort of people that I would probably be stuck on the race with... I would be doing a lot of Courtney Eight style eye rolls and that sort of thing, and just being very sarcastic towards them. So, Tyler and Corey basically suffer every single Superfan curse item. It was like a checklist. Get a mm. bad cab, a cab where you don't know where they're going, completely miss a clue. Can't find a clue box. It was delicious. Poor team. I'm a horrible person, but it was so good.
1: It's so sad to, you know, on your final leg. You know, you've done so well all the way along. It's just, it's like Justin and Diana all over again.
0: Yeah, but the difference yeah. is, Justin and Diana were like five minutes behind Kelsey and Jerry. They made up a tonne of time.
1: What was the time difference with this year, this season?
0: About 40 minutes between Dana and Matt, sorry, Dan and Matt and uh, <laughs> Sherry Colton. Wow. Well. So it wasn't even close. Apparently the, the decider was the jump because... Both Sherry mm-hmm. and Tyler were about forty minutes behind Matt. Yeah. Couldn't catch up. And did you notice that the safety teams at the roadblock and the active route info were the same? They had the same T shirts on. Really? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't notice.
0: They weren't the same people, but they were the same company, I believe. Ah. Interesting. So Dana and Matt leave in first. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep calling her that right now, you know that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dana and Matt's in first with Sherry and Cole in second and Tyler and Corey in third. And teams must now find the Grassini family vineyards and get their next clue from a hay bale. Oh no, I'm having Major Race 6 flashbacks.
1: <laughs> oh, those hay bales.
0: And there was also four clues in the hay bale.
1: Yes, to throw them off. To make the last team Wait, hang on.
0: There was only three in Phil's introduction for it, and then there was actually four in the uh, in. Or oh, by the time that Dana and Matt got there,
1: to uh, make the lower teams feel like they have a chance, maybe.
0: Well, I'd assumed that it was for Bernie and Ashley being decoys, but they would have had to be at the finish line by that point because they obviously wouldn't have been able to decoy, and surely. They, well, they didn't need to decoy because there was no sightings of anyone after the helicopters left L.A.
1: Did Bernie initially do the jump?
0: I'm not sure. I haven't found out who was actually a decoy or whether there was decoys on the final leg this time. Mm. There doesn't actually tend to be proper decoys on the final leg. You, you see them run through the airport, mm. but they don't tend to do the tasks on the final leg. They tend to do them on every leg before that.
1: But wouldn't real American fans would know that if they're running back into America and there's four teams, they know that one of those teams is fake?
0: Not necessarily, because it could be a four-team final again.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: And also in some seasons there are six teams running in inverted commas the final leg. Because there's sometimes three. There's sometimes, yeah, usually the final five or final six.
1: But if you're back in the States... You know, they know it's the final leg. I suppose you just don't know which teams.
0: Yeah, that's the idea. But there was no sightings of anyone after LA, which Mm. is why they flew them into LA and then flew them out by helicopter. And also, I know he'll be listening, so Justin, don't pull me up on saying that the finale took place in LA last week because it did take place in LA, because I knew the first location was LA, so shut up. (laughs) He posted a comment on our our (laughs) video for last week saying, don't think the finale's in LA, winking smiley. I said, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. They start in LA and then they go to Santa Barbara. <laughs> and on, on the subject of Justin, thank you for taking care of Logan and thank you for giving me just so many ridiculous sources of amusement. It's gold. Gold. That sort of stuff is just going to keep coming in and I want all the stories. But on on behalf of everyone who knows Logan, thank you for um, for letting him fulfill that dream. I'm sure, be, I'm sure I'll be saying that a lot next week, but I want to say it while I remember.
1: I'd want to meet Bertram.
0: Bertram,
1: I want to meet him and Elise.
0: When Justin Snapchat came through for um, Bertram being in the building, I just I sent Justin a Facebook message saying, "Keep Logan away from Bertram," and obviously prerequisite Bertram. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: There's no evidence of whether Logan talked to Phil or not. That is. An interesting question for me i oh, want to find out what it, whether logan talks t- to phil or not oh. and if so how quickly can phil get him on a major race canada so once teams get to the vineyards it's the final roadblock and final task of the season which is who wants to roll out the barrels and in this roadblock the team member who set out the last one must find nine hashtags that appeared in clues during the race and put them on the front of barrels and then spell out the place names that are associated with each one. And in leg six, some crazy kid on this podcast <laughs> pointed out hashtag cascade and actually put in his notes, could this be the final memory challenge? Just going to drop that in there.
1: What did I say about it at the time?
0: I can't remember. All I have is my notes and when I'm sure I predicted that. Oh, wait, yes, I did.
1: I think I would have said, oh, yeah, that
0: sounds like a good final. But then we didn't see any more hashtags. Mm. But no one else spotted it. That's the thing. I didn't see anyone else mention it until like this week when uh, CBS confirmed it.
1: It was a great challenge. I mean, it was though so Dana was made for this Dana. challenge. She just she just knew everything. It was like, right, do this. Put this up. I'm done.
0: Apparently there were over 35 hashtags that appeared in Clues this season.
1: Wow. She studied well.
0: But yes, yeah, she absolutely crushed it
1: did they all get it in the first go i'd like to know
0: i'm not sure about that but she smashed it apparently Cole it really well as well i heard cold did it really quickly
1: it was a good challenge i liked it i'm I, poor thing she was so small i thought oh this is this is time time taken away if she can't reach
0: it wasn't the hardest final memory challenge we've ever seen and no. lord knows that i am a uh, a final memory challenge connoisseur but if that's the only hashtags we're going to get this season, I'll let them off.
1: It was a good challenge. I, I liked it. It did, it wasn't too time-consuming, and you weren't feeling frustrated for them.
0: I like last season. No, a good Final Memory Challenge gives everyone the chance to catch up, unless there's a really good team in front. And I don't think anyone would have caught Dana and Matt at a Final Memory Challenge, because no. it looked like they smashed it and yeah. had done their research, to paraphrase Scooping. Uh, so yeah, Dana kills it and leads him first, and teams must now run to the Winery's lake, the finish line for the race. This is it go 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 i re- I'm really disappointed they don't say this is it go 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 anymore. I have to add it into my clues. what the hell
1: It must be on the clue though yeah it'd still be on the
0: clue They never show anyone saying it anymore. go 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 this is it go go go.
1: I love it it's it's sort of it it's the end to the season where. You know, Phil says the um, the world is waiting for you, go. And then the final bit is sort of that. It's sort of like the end, and it's a pity when they don't say it.
0: Yeah. So in a completely anticlimactic ending, Dana and Matt smashed it. It's like they didn't even basically see another team since uh, they left LA. And they win the race. And I'm just going to quote from my notes. Dana and Matt win, a.k.a. suck it, Logan. <laughs>
1: A bit pleased with yourself there, Michael.
0: Just a little. <laughs> I did say in week nine, I think it was, that Dana and Matt were getting the winners edit and the redemption edit and all that. And Mr. Saunders did say, I sound like a broken record at this point, but Dana and Matt have a zero percent chance of winning this season. And he said that two weeks ago. Two weeks Zero. <laughs> this was after he'd had a week to process my theory and ben's theory cuz ben agreed with me logan actually put it in his predictions blog for week 10 they've got 0% chance of winning no logan they've got 0% chance of losing i called it suck it you suck
1: <laughs> i was actually a bit iffy about them winning
0: i know you were but still
1: uh, not uh, but i didn't ever say no they
0: you never win. said oh they have 0% chance of winning you're wrong
1: you're loving it you're gloating
0: this guys is why i'm unbearable whenever there is any predictions game on this podcast because Mm -hmm. anytime i am right i am so unbearably gloating
1: oh yes i remember that
0: yeah i'm not sure if we're going to bring back the predictions well it's
1: it's hard you have to make sure none of us are spoiled and yeah sometimes things happen
0: on different Seasons. I am completely unspoiled for TARC4. I know all the locations so far, and that is it. I am so... I'm keeping in a bubble this year. I don't want to know anything.
1: I have no idea either. I just don't go on RFF. I should yeah. go. It'd be better if, you know, at the end of the season, TARC Canada or anyone else hasn't started, because then I can go on to RFF and look at it all and then get back off again. Now I can't even get on there.
0: Yeah, I... I have friend of the podcast, Mark Carroll, selling me all the locations, and I don't even have to go on RFF them, mm. which is nice. And I I really liked, for this finish line, that they had a live band. <laughs> Playing the theme. That was an unexpected addition.
1: But you know what, wineries and violins, they sort of go together.
0: Yeah, the last time we had a live band was the Amazing Race 24 opening task, aka the season we don't talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was that was good. I like that. It, it was a nice addition. Although that's another um, another set of people who they have to then give a non disclosure to. Yes, definitely. So Dana, in fact, I'm just going to go into this winner quotes. The my new pet hate is the first sentence that we hear the team who wins say after that is announced that they've won. The infamous one is Gino and Jesse's. The Walter Mussolini's, which I took massive umbrage to on the blog post, which is still available on the RTV Warriors website. You should go read it before you get into talk. Four about how you don't leave, need to leave Canada. And that's only because they sucks at life when they left to, left Canada. And it, <laughs> it deeply offended me as someone who was a massive fan of The Amazing Race that they would actually air that quote and make mm. it the mission statement of the season, basically. Because that's mm. what the winner quote tends to be. It tends to be a winner statement of summing up why that team won. And Dana and Mats is Dana saying, we'd rather be passionate than boring. And that is just beautiful. That is just yeah. sums them up in a sentence. We'd rather be passionate than boring. Definitely. Phil, don't even say that you thought we were going to break up. We'd rather be passionate. We're just fiery. We're both Italian.
1: Yeah, but that's what you don't want to be. You don't want to be boring on a reality show.
0: Oh, God, no. Talk about boring, go back to Gino and Jesse. And yes, I'm getting into talk mode. There will be a lot of Gino and Jesse jokes this year again.
1: I think we said, th- the when we talked about them... Or I, I don't think I did any of the Canada podcasts. You did two of them. I think we used the word vanilla quite a bit with them.
0: I just used boring as all hell.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't mean the words. So I just called them boring because they are. Yeah,
1: they didn't. The they blank. weren't very charismatic. Mm.
0: They are basically, if you grew a male-male team in a lab to just be dominant and just boring as all hell, you would probably get them. Yeah. Is my uh, summary. So... In a wonderful result, Sherry and Cole are second place for the season. That's very good. It's time to go down the rabbit hole of stats again, which gives them a final finishing season average of 5.58, which Mm -hmm. is not just the worst top three average of the US seasons, it's the worst top three average of all time. That's fantastic. By a considerable margin. (laughs) They are... Over a third of a point behind the previous winners of that title. They are 0.35 ahead, basically, now. They
1: did very well.
0: I said this to Sherry on chat earlier. I don't think anyone will ever beat that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very hard.
0: Genuinely, it's getting towards the theoretical maximum because the maximum anyone could have got to this leg with was 6.91, and Sherry and Cole were exactly a point above that. They are less than a point above the maximum possible finishing average basically they are very 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 close to maxing it out (laughs) and i mean the only reason that was possible this season is because it had a very high teams per leg average the teams per leg average is like seven and a quarter which is one of the highest we've ever seen only two seasons which is unfinished business and the last israeli season that actually have a higher number of teams per leg in
1: gosh i love unfinished business
0: and the Israeli version, which starts again on Tuesday, yes!
1: Can someone please, please subtitle it?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to happen this year, which will be awesome. Oh, fantastic. The only reason that the Israeli version had that higher teams per leg average, which it does have the record at like 8.08 teams in every leg on average, uh, that's only because they started with 14 teams and had 13 legs.
1: Okay, well, they can't really be included in a comparison then, really.
0: No, but the the other one is Unfinished Business, which is only a smidge higher than this one.
1: Mm.
0: It all depends on where the non-elimination likes are structured. The, the earlier the non-elimination likes the better. Yeah. For Team like And in last, I'm finally saying this after 12 weeks, in last place is Tyler and Corey.
1: Yeah, what happened? Jeez.
0: I'm such a glowy bastard. <laughs> I
1: know. It's hard when you've been up at the top so many times and then
0: last. But history has been made because the curse of the Tylers has been broken. Every single Tyler who has ever raced in an amazing race worldwide has won the season. (laughs) Until now.
1: I bet Tyler wouldn't like to have uh, broken that record.
0: Torkoal is the only Tyler ever to race and not win.
1: (laughs) Stop. (laughs)
0: Michelle, I've been waiting like 12 weeks mm-hmm. to be able to do all this gloaty bastard stuff.
1: Poor thing.
0: Poor Give thing. me one opportunity.
1: <laughs> did he ever mention it at at some point that all Tylers had won? No. No, he didn't?
0: No, because you really think CBS would acknowledge the Australian version?
1: Mm. Be nice if they did.
0: Yeah, but it's never going to happen.
1: Considering we won an international Emmy.
0: It's never going to happen. Mean.
1: Why would CBS acknowledge Australian...
0: Because no, no other country outside the US exists.
1: So annoying. I'm sure Bertram would talk. Bertram. Our production. Actually, you know what? Our production team did talk to the American production team when we did the first one. There was a crossover. There was some sort of conversation.
0: Well, I know in every international version, the execs have to go to LA every year and pitch the twist to Bertram and Elise.
1: Well, there you go. There's some acknowledgement there, even if they don't want to.
0: Yeah, that's the rules, because that chat is how Australian producers came up with the salvage pass, which then got pilfered by Israel and Philippines. Yeah. So is there anything else to say about this season? Not even the episode, the season, before we could completely forget about it for, like, nine months until we do the year in review.
1: Um, no, I will miss our theme, but um, that's about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is a vintage season for me. I'm ready for Major Race Canada 4 and there are some fun plans in the works, shall we say, for Major Race Canada 4, including potentially a complete mess of a preview, depending on when CTV released the cast.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see who's racing.
0: So thanks for listening to this You are Team Number podcast. You can join us, whenever, sometime in the next couple of weeks for some special off-season podcasts before we return in June for the glorious return of Major Race Canada 4 and it. Better be damn good because I'm gonna be so brutal towards the production if it isn't. And if you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account at RTV Warriors or on our own Twitters, MJ Armstrong for me and bear 333333 for Michelle. Thank you for listening <laughs> all season, and we will see you sometime in the next couple of weeks, if not in June. Bye. Bye!